Oh, you want the other one? Bink, I'm there. Check oh, one, two, one? check one, two. Bink, I'm, I'm there. Hello. <laughs> Super amazing. Hello, and welcome to the Film Photography Podcast for October 1st, 2010. Yes, welcome. Well, with me is John Fideli. Hiya. And soon to join us is Dwayne Paul Q. I'm sure Dwayne is, what do you call that, white-knuckled in traffic right now. <laughs> oh, boy. It's know. not traffic hour, though. Well, I, I think any hour is traffic hour for Dwayne. Route 287 in New Jersey is always bumper to is bumper. It? Especially yeah. when school gets out. Welcome, listeners, to the show. Yeah. This is the Film Photography Podcast, the podcast for people who love to shoot with film. Hmm. That's us. Yeah. And before we get started... What kind of show do we have today for the listeners, Mike? Are we giving stuff away today? We have an amazing, fantastic, fantastic show. But before we start, I have some gifts for John Fideli, <gasps> which is good. It's actually appropriate Dwayne is not here because he'll you know, He'd be might, jealous. might get jealous. Wow. There's a box of stuff. Yeah, I got some good mm, stuff for John. Wow. I got Pat Sansone's book. That's great. Look at that. Cool, man. This is the hardcover, too. Jeez, thanks, man. Look at that. Delicious. Wow. I'm going to have to keep this away from the kids. Oh, yes. You need to put that in a drawer. Is there like a, um, a glossary in the back or like where he took these? Oh, yeah, there is. Look there at is. that. Detroit, Albuquerque, all over the place. This is Pat Sansone's book, 100 Polaroids, uh, released. And do you, know, do you know where you can get that, John? Where can I get this book, Mike? I got it out of a box. You can get it. Where can the other people get it? You can it? get it from the Kung Fu store. The Kung Fu. That's the Wilco store. Oh, is it really? It's called Kung Fu store. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very funny. You just go to uh, http colon forward slash forward slash Wilco dot Kung Fu store dot com. Wow. This is 100 Polaroids. By Pat Sansone. Uh, Pat is a multi-instrumentalist in the group Wilco. Mm-hmm. And he's also one half of the group, the Autumn... Defense. Defense. With John Starrod, who's the bass player for Wilco. That's right. I took a trip into the back of my mind And I found there that nothing was mine to the autumn defense site and i started to play a tune and it only half played and if you signed up to their uh you know fan club they give you the download for free of a tune from the autumn defense pat sansone author of 100 polaroids called back of my mind it's a good little ditty yeah it's a good little ditty gotta say so uh i downloaded that i'm playing a little bit Bit, little bits and bobs of it here. Play a little bit of it. Little bits and bobs. So Pat, always on tour. You know, he's a musician, so he's mm-hmm. always out and about traveling. And I guess 2007 through present, he's been uh, shooting with his Polaroid camera all over the world. Do you world. know what kind of camera he shoots with? With various different types? It's an SX70 camera. Wow. Land camera? Lan- oh, of course. Wow. And it's mentioned in the back of the book, the exact model. 100 Polaroids. It's 100 of his Polaroids. <laughs> yes. How appropriate. <laughs> and in the back... Isn't it, it li- funny how that worked out? He named the book 100 Polaroids and there's actually 100 Polaroids in there? And in the back, it actually uh, lists where each shot was taken, which... Town w- Which I love. Yeah. I, I like information connected to a photo. And then also in the back, he lists what camera and what film he used. Hmm. Now, does this book also come in a soft back edition, or is it just a hardcover? This book is currently only in a hard edition. It's beautiful. Thank you very much. That was very thoughtful. I appreciate oh, that. Oh, but the exciting thing is, here's yeah. the exciting thing. This is, uh, I mean, this is really exciting. Uh-huh. 
I have a copy for the show. <gasps> to give away? We're giving away a copy of Pat Sansone's 100 Polaroids. Yes. Deluxe edition. It's, did you just notice it's signed on the back by him? And numbered. For real? That's his real signature? Yeah. It's not like a computer thing? No. <laughs> wow. No, that's his that's real signature. special. No, I didn't. It's pretty awesome. This is 83 of 150. I would have appreciated one of the first 10, but this is <laughs> nice as well. Thank you. But that's not all. <gasps> you left the price tag on here. Oh, shit. Stoops. Yes. You didn't see that. No, I didn't. But it looks like on the side, it was also handwritten. Where'd you learn that about the price tag? Your mom? <laughs> yeah. No, my mom. Uh, not my mom. I think it was your my, <laughs> your mom. Some people give gifts and leave the price on so that you can see. And then it's like, oh, you left the price tag on. It's like, oh, did I? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I did that once at, at a dinner party and got oh, called out for God. it because I bought a bottle of expensive oh. wine. Oh, that's, oh, my God. Oh, that's great, oh. Mike. <laughs> What's this? It's probably Dwayne. Is it Trackman? Hello? Sounds like Mr. Rogers calling. <laughs> I'm uh, inside the uh, building. I'm coming up the stairs to the studio, okay? <laughs> oh, great. We'll be there to, 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 to greet you. Oh, is it unlocked? Is the door locked? No. I, I, oh, oh uh, are you outside uh, the building? I'll get, I'll get it. No, I'm in the building. I, come, I, I entered the code. I'm standing in the doorway. I just didn't know if the door was unlocked or not. We're going to let you in now. At the top of the stairs? All right. Mike's going to go let... Um, Dwayne in, and while he's doing that, I will I will say about Pat's book that this it's another numbered edition that we're giving away, another hardcover numbered edition that is signed by the author Pat Sansone, and it's a great book. And if you're a fan of Polaroids, there are many great shots in here, simply achieved by pointing, composing, and pushing a little button. So. Hey, Dwayne's here. He's bought food. He bought a backpack. What, were you uh, camping out in the mountains? With Pat's book, I'm giving away a Polaroid one-step close-up camera. Holy smokes, to the same person. Yes, because I felt that giving away the book, 100 Polaroids... Oh, yeah. yeah check that out, John. Should I open this, too? Oh, yeah. I got John something else. <sighs> With the book, you get 100 Polaroids, right, John? Yes. What well, coffee John, mug? John's looking in this. I got John a little gift. Oh, it's a Wilco coffee mug. How about that? That's delicious. It's a good one, right? Intelligentsia coffee. These guys are crazy. That's a very cool design. I wonder <laughs> that's a, if... Uh, that's a good one, right? This. Yeah. I'm not one for like uh, items with logos on it, but, but this is pretty cool. I'll Kung, drink I'll drink coffee out of this every morning. Sure. Kung Fu Shop. Hi! Hi! I didn't know Wilco had all this... Fighting. So, Thanks. so filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com to enter the contest to win the book 100 Polaroids by Pat Sansone mm. with a Polaroid one-step close-up camera, which you know I'm going to load up with film. Yep. And the reason being is, you see, you're going to get this book, 100 Polaroids, and after you look at it, what are you going to want to do? You're going to want to go out and shoot. You're going to want to go out and shoot Polaroids. Hi, Dwayne. Please, please bring me up to speed. What is this This, this book? <clears throat> We're giving away this book. Oh, it's beautiful. We have a copy of Pat's book. It's autographed. It's signed. We're giving it away. Filmphotographypodcast at gmail. Filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Yo. <laughs> For, to enter the Pat Sansone 100 Polaroids book. G- Giveaway. giveaway. Oh, he's the guy that was, that was the musician. Yes. Oh, we talked about this earlier. We did. I'm a yes. little bit dull today. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's inspirational. 
I mean, he's a talented guy, obviously, and he has a good eye, but hopefully it'll inspire people to uh, go out and do the same thing. Good eye. Good eye. <gasps> That's what the coach always used to say to you if you didn't swing at a pitch. Rumor has it. Rumor has it that Pat is going to do a signing, a book signing, in New York City. <gasps> really? Yeah. Well, but if you win the book, you won't need to go because they're already be signed. <laughs> Have you guys ever met Pat Sandstone in the flesh? Uh, no. he's, I've seen Pat Sandstone. seen him from like 100 yards at What a band show. did he play in? Wilco? Wilco, yeah. He's, he's, he's in Wilco. Roger Wilco. And <laughs> and his band, The Autumn Defense, with John... Sturrott. Sturrott. Bass player right. from Wilco, Uncle Tupelo. Excellent. Hi, my name is Butcher. I'm Brain Chomper. And I'm Gambling Man. We're here to tell you about our show, The Killer Reviews Podcast. Each week we discuss movies new and old, talk about our lives, and every once in a while we'll have interviews like Fred Vogel from Tag Pictures, Daniel Harris of the Halloween franchise, and Charles Gibson, the special effects advisor for Terminator Salvation. We also have special episodes like our full review of the Alien Quadrilogy, a Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective, and Clash of the Titans. And we're also very, very sexy. Especially you, gambling. Yeah. Our podcast is available at KillerReviews.com. And if you sign up for our forums between now and 2012, you enter a chance to win a romp in the sheets with Big Butch. Hey, it's Mike Rosso, and I'm here to tell you about The Pink Delicates and their full-length album, Who Stole the Quiet Day. You've heard lots of cuts here on the podcast, and you can check out their full-length album by going to cdbaby.com and searching pink delegates their music is right there ready for download purchase or buy the cd check out the pink delegates who stole the quiet day Hey, this is Michael Rosso, producer of the Film Photography Podcast. If you visit our newly revised homepage, filmphotographypodcast.com, you'll notice that in the upper right-hand corner there's now a donate button. This means we want you to get involved. You can donate a vintage camera, as long as it works, some film, or U.S. dollars, which we'll turn around and put right back into the podcast, filmphotographypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Well, Dwayne's here. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Well, welcome, Dwayne. I'm a little bit late today. That's Sorry. Okay. It's all right. It's it's good to have you back. Well, it's good to be back. It's good to be here. Yeah. It's it's like getting together. Yeah. For, it's it's uh, a good feeling for our monthly dinner. It's awesome. I can't uh, even begin to tell you guys how amazing. I have a quick Polaroid I have to show you, Mike. Podcast is yes. May I show you a quick Polaroid? Yes. Of someone who's a, a friend of yours. Oh yes. And I found it. It was a. Uh, uh, from a Polaroid back on a Mamiya RZ67, uh, beautiful quality, type 669 film of a shoot that I did several years ago. And I said, I bet Mike, I'm not gonna, you can you can have it, but I want to scan it first because I want Great. a copy of it, but I want to show it to you. Great. Oh. Pat's website, by the way, is theautumndefense.com. Right. 
And uh, you sign up at his uh, on his website. I believe it's Wilco. Just Google Wilco if you want to get to Wilco. Beautiful headshot. Look at that. Oh. And that was shot in the house in Pennsylvania. There is a house <laughs> in Pennsylvania. That's a stunning shot. It's a stunning shot. I was going through. I was inspired to go through my Polaroids that were not shot to be finished artwork, as some of the things that you do, or some of the things that are in that book. But these are merely lighting and composition checks that I've done over the years, and I found some absolutely stunning photographs in there. Of well, I want to scan it first, yes. and I want to. Have a, at least a copy nice. of it, but uh, gorgeous. That's unretouched. It's just right out of the camera. Peel apart Polaroid. So... She looks so beautiful in that. Her hair is magnificent. Her makeup is beautiful. Her skin is just exquisite. Oh. It's WilcoWorld.com. What about Wilco? What about Wilco.com? Did, it won't come up. Nope. It came up for me. WilcoWorld.net actually. Well, what happened to Wilco.com? It didn't load for me. Oh, it didn't load on your Mac, but it loaded no, on my like, PC. Uh, and I did a... Oh, really? <laughs> a listener who uh, I had sent some uh, film to, Andy Prickett. We've spoken about Andy before. Andy is in South Elgin, Illinois. And he sent us a Polaroid one-step close-up. He had an extra one. Cool. And he sent it to us to give away. Now, we gave away a Polaroid one-step close-up last podcast... And I still have all the, the box of potential winners. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, – we're going to draw one right now. Give it away. 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 Give it away now. No. This is the uh, the giveaway episode. Is it? The amount of giveaways – guys, you, you, your heads are just going to fall off oh. from your shoulders. It's when exciting. You see the amount give of giveaways. Uh, I, what I'm doing is – It's low- better to give to than to receive. You think? I, th- I think so. It really is. As you get older, I think, anyway. I mean, yeah. it's just like, you know what? To I, see I people get stuff, happy. Man. I think uh, you're absolutely correct, Dwayne. I think that as you get older, I think you want to give away more. I want to give away half of what I have. I just don't even want it anymore. I'll take some. <laughs> I still like to get. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm opening up a pack of PX70 Color Shade Impossible Film mm. to load into the Polaroid one-step close-up camera. But you may say... But Mike, it's a Polaroid 600 camera. But Mike, it's a Polaroid 600 camera. Hey Mike, that How camera, I've that? noticed it is a 600. What the heck? How can you load SX70 film into it? You can't do that. Well, the fact of the matter is that there's a tutorial online at the Impossible Project to uh, modify your Polaroid one-step close-up 600 camera so it can take SX70 film by taking a small piece of ND. Really? Oh, by the way, Mike, I was in the city uh, yesterday yes. and I drove past the Impossible Project building and there's a big picture of you in the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it was the it was the Rasso homage. Really? Yes. No. So here is a light sensor on the camera. I'm holding up the Polaroid one-step close-up camera, and there's a sensor on the front. So if you wanted to use XX70 film in your Polaroid one-step close-up, which mm-hmm. is designed for 600 film, mm-hmm. you just take an ND gel, which you may say, well, what is an ND gel? Neutral. Dwayne, how would you describe this? Well, they're from North Dakota. And <laughs> No, neutral density, means, ND means neutral density. It just looks like a, a piece of sunglasses. It just, you know, lets less cuts light in. down. Cuts down the amount of light. And it's a gel material, which means it's flexible plastic rather than glass. Yes, thank you. Does it have little adhesive tabs on it? No, I made that. Yeah, but what Ooh. is it? You, one quarter, one half, full ND, what is it? I couldn't tell you. I just took it out of the back room. Oh, okay. This was in the back room on like a 100-foot roll. Like oh. a huge... Sheet for designed for big windows. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you shoot a motion picture and you're shooting indoors, 
many times. A lot of TV shows, you could see the gel on the window. Is that right? Do you ever notice? No. They gel the windows. Because the big thing now is to let the window just get completely blown out. Yeah, I'm not too happy about that. No, that's the way things go. So I'm putting the gel over the sensor that will cut down the amount of light going in. The gel, by the way, you can go to a camera store, and if you don't buy a little sheet of gel, sometimes they have a swatch sampler you can get. Right. That's free. 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 <laughs> yeah. And this is so small, you should mention, it's probably like a half an inch by a half an inch is all that you need. Yeah. I'm now loading the camera. This is tricky because, like, I've never put SX-70 film on a 600 camera. Which says something really profoundly stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I have a. So you tell let you me about read that it? Yeah, what does it say? Okay, it says, imagine more than five trees at once. Well, here, we're very quickly. Right. By the way, here's a letter. Okay. By the way, from our good friend Dan Domi. Dan, all right. Hey, Dan. Very good timing, Dan. Dan and I occasionally, occasionally gonna... email on Facebook. Oh, yeah? He's Great. Counterbook. The black slides that come on the Impossible Project film packs John. aren't yeah. necessarily sayings, but rather things that are impossible. Examples from the show are catch a fly and give it a hug. Draw the number six while making clockwise circles with your leg. And ask a stupid question. All things that can be considered impossible. My favorite has been cuddle a porcupine. Oh, brother. <laughs> Give me a break. Dwayne, what do you think about the saying? Dwayne hasn't weighed in on the whole set. I'm not a big fortune cookie saying proverb kind of guy because there's too many of them out there and uh it's just like what are you going to remember them and it's just pointless you, you I still think. enjoy it for three seconds i guess and let it go you go like this you're like oh yeah anyways what do you want for lunch you hungry tea you want to send the kid for my job fresh yeah exactly so By the I, don't, way, I don't lend credence this to one topic the giveaway camera which we're going to give away in a second clear water revival so connected to so many other topics for example yeah i'm going to shoot a, a image of Dwayne, oh, but i'm going to put a slave behind him mm -hmm. i went on ebay and i bought a bunch of slaves how many like six sla slaves are you allowed to do that <laughs> how much were they actual lights or uh it's sensors yes slave sensors it's called Seagull SYK-4 Remote Flash Remote Controller. What it is, it's a cube. Cube. And it has a, a hot shoe. Hot shoe. And uh, what do you call this? A PC adapter? What it oh. is, is a what sensor. <gasps> and you yeah, that's the PC. That's the uh, 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 bi-post bi to PC cord right. socket, the PC end of it. Now, these little, these little suckers are great, and I'll tell you why. Because many times, well, for me at least, when I take a photo, especially a portrait, I like a little backlight. I don't want someone's you know, head disappearing into the background. Mm. So, if you have a, a, <laughs> so if you have someone with you to help you out, or sometimes you can kind of rig it up yourself... Great. I'm going to get a shot of John. Dwayne, would you mind holding the slave? Not at all. Here, how's this? Oh, John's, John wants to hold it himself. Well, that worked. Why don't right, you goons have to shoot me? Okay, goons. Okay. I'm, I am the tripod. Yes. Human tripod today. Used to say. Yeah, these things work great. Nice, right? Yeah. That's really? been a wedding photographer technique forever. Really? Like, like bring us an assistant and they hold it. Really? Uh, yeah. Yes. They, yes. Yeah. Yes. When you go to weddings, you see guys holding a slave uh, flash on a post, on a monopod. Yes, because you don't get those ugly 
on-camera flash shadows. But the funny thing is, there's a photographer named Terry Richardson, who's uh, he's pretty popular here in the United States. Yeah. And all he's made a name for himself just shooting uh, fashion photos bordering on vulgarity with just a camera and an on-camera flash and that little edge shadow mm -hmm. that we're talking about trying to get rid of. That's his trademark, having it in there. So that's the snapshot look... It's actually something that's kind of in vogue right now. I don't like it, but I mean, it's personal taste. I, I like backlight. Yeah. I love it. I love to pop. That's depth. I love, yeah, I love the depth. And for $10 on eBay, you can get these little flash controllers or call them a slave. They're so awesome. They're so cool. You can keep them in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times I go out to uh, a club, like a local club, like a loop lounge to shoot mm -hmm. a few shots of a band. Mm hmm. If I could induct someone to help me. I'm telling you, you just get get a little tripod like that and stick it on top of the PA system. Yeah. It makes a world of difference because many times in a club, it's like uh, it's like the, it's like a black hole. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and you got guys on stage wearing... A lot like, of clubs are black. They're painted yeah, they black. Got, yeah. they got a, a crushed they black background and guys are wearing black shirts. Black shirts, black leather jackets. Black hair. Black hair. So it really, really helps. So, Although when we go to see our friends, they have gray hair. <laughs> or no so that hair. helps <laughs> or no hair if you give them a quick sh short sharp shock they don't do it again dig it I mean he got off light because I could have given him a flash you know I only hit him once <laughs> thank you Andy for donating the camera we're yeah. going to give it away right now give it away thank Andy with the camera I'm giving away the PX70 color shade it's already in, in the camera minus three, three shots. shots so you got seven shots so you got uh, five shots. Who wants to pick it? Uh, Dwayne, you pick it. I'm always picking them. <gasps> you want to read it? And the winner is? Sure. The winner is... Small goose pimply. Oh, yes. Cliff Davis of uh, Rockland, Maine. Wow, Cliff, what, what does it say? Hey, guys, number nine was amazing. Please enter me to win the ultra hip close-up Polaroid cam, which sounds way cool. And I really wouldn't mind a roll of that 35-millimeter Kodak por Porta, <laughs> if you would be so kind. He got it ready. Hope you guys talk about Super 8 movie cameras and film sometimes. Just shot some footage of my new grandson. Wow. In an old Super 8. Awesome. Good job. Rockland, Maine, a very, very Rockland, lovely Maine. place. Yeah. Well, Cliff, is there, is there one? Picturesque? Picturesque? I, All of Maine is picturesque. Yeah. You, I get beautiful. emails from Cliff. Oh, do you? A lot. Nice guy. Cool. Maine's a nice place to go shoot. Oh, my God. In the fall. One of the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen of Maine is by John Sexton. We reviewed his book called uh, Quiet Light. And it was, uh, was it Pemmiquid Point? It's the, the place where there's um, the famous lighthouse in Maine. Hey, we're here October 1st, and I do want to um, notify everyone, let everyone know that the PDN Photo Plus show is coming up at the Jacob Javits Center in New York City on October 28th through 30th of this year, 2010. Dwayne and I will be there, probably on Saturday. Don't know yet. I have a couple emails out to people who are pretty oh. famous photographers to see if they're going to be there, to see if they would like to be interviewed. I've heard nothing back yet, but my fingers are crossed. I'm hoping John Sexton's going to be there because he always, um, he signs books and he signs posters with the Light Impressions people and with the Kodak people and Ilford people. And he's a, he, he was Ansel Adams' assistant. I mean, how cool would it be to talk mm. to him about large 
large format and film developing. Absolutely. And uh, George Tice also, I'm trying to see if he's going to be there. He's a local photographer in New mm-hmm. Jersey. We reviewed one of his books. He does platinum printing mm-hmm. and 8x10 film and stuff in Jersey and stuff in England. And he's very, very famous for doing photographs of the Amish in Pennsylvania before it was hip. Before the, uh, like, you know, homeless people is, Amish is like the new homeless people or vice mm-hmm. versa. Is you it? know, like everybody, oh, look what I did, homeless people. Well, I haven't seen that a m- million times already. And everybody photographs the Amish. But he did it but years and years why, ago. What's the connection between Amish and homeless people? Because there's always seems to be a group of people, whether they're defined geographically or sociologically or ethnically, that seems to be the hip popular group of people to shoot. And it just seems that so many people photograph the homeless. You know, like, oh, look, I have a collection. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I see it all the time right. to the point that it almost makes me nuts because I feel as though they're exploiting these people. And for a while, the Amish were that way. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't go into Lancaster County, Pennsylvania without people following around these Amish folks with cameras trying to oh. take the, the, the quaint little Amish people. So that, that was my point. I didn't articulate it's it very like well. It's like almost exploiting it, the Amish because they're is. trying to live their they're life. They're trying to live their lives in a very simple, simple people way. People are treating them like they're wearing a costume. Exactly. And homeless people are just, well, you know, are. disadvantaged, man, because they just, they had a, they were dealt a, a horrific lot in life and, you know, I just can't see taking a homeless people's pictures and selling them and making money when these people are, you know, hmm. living in a cardboard box. If if you are going to be at the PDN show, then send us an email. <laughs> film what was that ph- rant about? Filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. How much does it cost to get in there? Uh, well, if you sign up right now, free, free, free. Really? Now, until when? What's I haven't done it. What, I don't know date? what the, the, the deadline is. It's but, usually like two weeks beforehand. Yeah, it's free. But you could also up up it to go to the seminars. Oh, I see. And the various. But to get in to be on the floor, it's absolutely free if you sign up online. And if you're going to be there, just shoot us an email and let us know what day, and then we'll you know we'll exchange digits and we'll and then meet we'll, in a corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll meet us in like the the massive lobby. I think I said this before, but for uh, three or four years, I worked for a company where I had to be in one of the booths at that show, mm-hmm. and ninety percent of the people would come up and say, "What can you give me for?" Yeah. What do you got? What do you got? (laughs) We used to give away, the company was Falcon Edwell. They make dust off and they also made Edwell black and white chemistry. And we used to put together these little samples of chemistry. And people were so delighted to get them. Hmm. You know, and I I miss those days when film photography was so popular that people were so jazzed to get like a little sample of chemistry so they could go home and see if it worked well. Mm. And that that, still happens? I don't know. What do they give away now? Because everything everything is digital. I mean, you can't really give away. Give away jump drives. Yeah. Can't give away a flat. Yeah. Give away flashcards. I don't think they do that. Anyone going? Uh, just shoot us an email. Uh, I have a little bit of news. Michael, has, Mike, ha, you'll notice Michael have a P for Polaroid tattooed. Like <laughs> a Mike be Tyson a shirt with a big P on the back. Like a Mike Tyson exactly. tribal thing. He has like a P, a Polaroid thing. That's right. And mm-hmm. a K for Kodachrome on the other side of his That's head. Right. And an impossible project hat. And a big eyes with P-I-K. But real quick, here's a letter. Uh, this is from Jeff. Jeff says you've probably been emailed a thousand times by now. But it was Brian Duffy that died, not David Bailey. David Bailey is alive. Duffy, wasn't he on uh, Man from Atlantis? I think... <laughs> Patrick. Patrick Duffy. Oh, it's Patrick Duffy. I think that we were talking about David Bailey, and we accidentally said he was dead last time. Oh, he would not be happy to hear that. No, sorry. Sorry, David. And thank you, Jeff, for letting us David know. Bailey being the famous photographer from England? Yes. That David Bailey, okay. Who said he was dead? I think we maybe accidentally said last time. I think you said he was dead. He's dead! Toycamera.com is having a launch party. Cool. Toycamera.com, they say, Hey, put down your remote for tonight and join us at Toycamera.com for the launch of our new site. Chat it up with fellow Toy Camera chums. 
and have some fun. Upload galleries, get some real-time critique of your photos, answer some toy cam trivia, and check out some of the forum action. So, yes, anyone who's into toy cameras, we haven't really delved into toy no. camera territory yet, but I'm sure we will. They're really a lot of fun, Dwayne. Holga yes. just opened a store in Hollywood. Yes, they did. How insane is that? How? Why is that insane? Tell Bucking me. the trend. Three or four years ago, yes. you know, you'd mention Holga or you'd mention Diana, the camera, or you'd mention, like, you know, like a toy camera. It's like, eh, every now and then somebody gets one and they shoot it for fun. Then it kind of caught on and was a bit of a movement, mm. which I think Mike and I discussed certainly la- this time last year because we uh, found the, uh, the, 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 the Lomography Society booth at, at the show. We did, we did. Then, I mean, I never ever thought it would be so big that it would support a retail store in a place that's as expensive real estate-wise as Hollywood. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, well, you know, it's an expensive proposition opening a store, and it, here it is. It's it's that big. It's that popular. Yeah. That they're actually opening a retail outlet. I think that's pretty impressive. Do you feel that there's not enough concentration of people to go to the Lomography store in LA? Well, I or just people just don't care. Well, my ad, no, it isn't. It isn't a lack of caring. I mean, obviously they did some research before they would open a store. I don't think anybody would do that without looking into it first. But I just didn't know. I mean, to open a retail store in Hollywood, it's an expensive thing to do. I would think. I mean, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you're spending a ton of money to get that thing up and running. And for and are that many people going in and buying a Holga camera? They're trying to get it, get the momentum. I, I guess. guess so I mean, it's it's a it isn't like it's a clothing store hey, where people need well, let's clothing. Put it this way, would you go in there if it was? I would go in there. The I wouldn't buy anything. I'd look around. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a camera guy. No. I'm a photography guy. I'm a picture guy, but I'm yeah. not a camera guy. So I wouldn't. Uh, I'd buy one. I'm a minimalist. So I don't I think I'd, I'd buy go. one. I'd, I'd go and buy some stuff. You, uh, Dwayne, you can't see yourself having like a whole just in your bag just to take quick from the hip shots. Never. Really? I've been taking pictures since '68. Really? Since I was 10 years old. What? Like Instamatic pictures? It's, I've just been taking pictures all you know for 42 years. So so for me, uh, just to always have a camera with me to take a picture whenever and wherever, it doesn't make any sense because. Because I have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures organized in files and boxes on shelves that I don't do anything with anyway. So for this point in my life, I'd rather focus on, you know, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take, maybe I'm going to do book projects or I'm going to try to do a gallery project or, or you know, I'm, I'm going to join Flickr and do things that way right. rather than constantly keep shooting. Like me. Well, that's okay because you're newly introduced yes. or reintroduced into this thing as a genre or as a hobby, right. so it makes total sense for you to do that. Right. But most people that I know that have been doing something like this for decades, the buzz of constantly wanting to take pictures, I think, wears off after a while. Not, not, not everybody. I mean, I know some photographers that have, you know, that always have a camera with them and they're 80 years old. Right. But for me, it's just... It doesn't interest you. It doesn't interest me. I'd rather say, you know what? Like right now, I'm really jazzed and photographing New York City because of some of the shots that we did when we went to the Impossible Project on uh, in yes. February. I got such amazingly good feedback. I kind of want to go to the city at night especially and do some shots of things that like you don't normally see. Right. Like, you know, the, gra- the graffiti in Soho, like the old Cotton Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an old – people don't even know. There's a whole block in New York City that was a reservoir for water storage in the 1800s and that big masonry wall that surrounds the whole block is still there i mean nobody shot this stuff people go to the city and they shoot what oh the empire state building i mean if you go to nyc on Flickr, what do you see you know 80 pictures of the empire state building a million shots of the uh, of the statue of liberty so for me i'm more like oh 
I've never seen that before. So wow. I'd rather focus on doing something yes. like that rather than, you know, i got to have 20 pictures a day because I'm not, that isn't my mindset anymore. Right. But I understand, it was, it was for a long, long time, but, you know, especially if you did photography professionally. You're more selective. Much, much, much more selective. That's the word that I'm looking for. Mm. I think people that should learn to be a little bit more selective. I think at times. I think that lamography really helps everybody, young young folks particularly, to sort of grasp on the idea of shooting with film. Mm. You know, film makes you more selective. That's one it does. of the. And that's why I love four by five. Right. I was in uh, in 2002. I was hiking in the Narrows of the Virgin River in Zion National Park. It's this beautiful, beautiful place. And uh, you know, there's this woman with a digital camera who was looking at me condescendingly because I had a four by five view camera with film, and she said, "Like, where did you? What are you doing that for?" I said, you know, I was trying to explain to her about resolution right. and sharpness and using uh, perspective control to maximize focus at a given aperture and things like that. And she was boasting about how many shots she had taken. Like, oh, today I took 100. And I said, well, what are you, you going to do with them? Yeah, I, said, I, I come away shots. from a week-long trip. If I have 10 shots that I'm in love with, I am so ecstatic yes. because I, there's 10 things I could do something with. I could mm. show them. I could sell them. I could display them. But three, four, five hundred, to me, that's all of a sudden it's work now. I gotta, I gotta. Tag them and yeah. catalog them and sleeve them. Well, that's and the video a- digital age. Mindset. I know. It's, it's too much like work for me. Take a ton of pictures or shoot a ton of video and you've Figure it all out later. I hate that. Yeah. It's too much work for me. That's why I love shooting 4x5 sheet film. It's a bit of a chore when... When uh, you're chimping all day. (laughs) It's a huge chore. No, it's a chore when you shoot too much. (laughs) It is a chore. (laughs) It is. If if you have too much of an assortment and it's so similar, it's just a a, a drudge of a Mm. process of like, okay, out, 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 out. If you just love Mm -hmm. the buzz of taking a picture and looking at it, then... You know, shoot a million Polaroids a week. But for me, you know, it's also a business too, and it's and the cataloging aspect of it is just daunting. Yeah. The thing about uh, that I love about shooting film is that as you get more experience, when you click that shutter, you know whether you got it or you don't. Yeah, you're pretty sure. You know. Yeah. At first, you're not. You're like, oh, did I get it? I don't know. I better take two more. You know. Oh, let me expose uh, half stop up or half stop under. You know, you're not sure, but when you take a picture, once you get that experience behind you and you and that shutter opens and closes, you're like, I got it. And when you get the photos back and you're like, yep, I got it. When you have that kind of confidence that, that's all in your head and not like at your fingers in, in your computer, you, it's captured there because of something that you did at the moment, not something that you're going to do. Sure. And, and and having studied the zone system with people that work with Ansel Adams, you know, you're, you're setting up a shot with a four by five and you're like, okay, the shadows are zone three. Mm-hmm. The Sky is zone nine. That's the maybe a stop more than the film can handle. So I'm going to give it an N minus one development contraction. So you're thinking all and this in a split thinking second. Thinking all this, you're metering it, you're processing it a certain way using a particular kind of developer, a particular kind of agitation strategy. Mm-hmm. So you're anticipating exactly what that's going right. to look like. You're laying so, it all out in your head. Exactly. Or you're, you're even taking notes. So, you know. It's a lot more work, but it's also a lot more satisfaction because you've thought out something and then you look at it mm-hmm. at the end and you go, well, then I, I nailed that. Or you didn't nail it, but I mean, the point being, you, you've put some thought into it rather than just click, 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 well, click, 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 click,
I just want to point the, the thing and push a button. Well, but so the many fun is figuring it all out to me. Um, it's a lot of people that look at an amazing picture and they'll say, "Wow, that guy must have had a great camera." Like, the, like mm. the camera took it. You know, and like the camera didn't take it. The person took it. The person's mind and the person's eye is yep. what created it. Right. Guys are great. What are we started, man? And that's the, <laughs> and as Robert Blake used to say, and that's the name of that tune. I don't care what kind of camera somebody uses, you know? It's like if you, you like their – like I said, I'm a picture guy, not a camera guy. So it's like you either like the photo or you don't. Well, if you know your camera, <laughs> if you know your gear, and you can take great pictures with it, that's – you're way ahead of the curve. I uh, I lined up too much for the show, and I think my, I think all the synapses in my brain have just – They're firing backwards. Yeah, firing back. There's just so much to talk about. I, I don't all right, know quick. Let's go. <laughs> let's see John. John's already out the door. I gotta go. I got a babysitter. Jordan, I gotta go. I a babysitter that sits on my front steps and is like, he's two minutes late. Here's a here's a good here's a nice segue to some film that I acquired that I want to give away to listeners. This is the giveaway show. And well, we've only given away one thing. Well, so. you know what? Do you want to go through? It's gonna be like uh, like you know Christmas morning here. If I if I explain to you what's to give away. You guys are going to die. I might as well just go through the list, right? Okay, firstly, this is... A picture of George Washington. Like... Courtesy... Wow, look at that. Freestyle photographic. Holy shit. Oh, they comped you a camera? Freestyle photographic... Holga. ...has comped us a Holga 120 TLR... Oh, look at that. Very cool. ...to give away. Oh, now I do want one. Yes. Ha ha! They're fun! They're beautiful. They're so much fun doing. They're so cool. Now, we've been talking about the Holga giveaway... And we've made it. It's become a reality thanks to the fine folks at Freestyle. I already have a few entries. If you'd like to win, if you want the Holga camera and you're going to use the Holga camera, right? enter. The back of the box says, a Holga camera is a study in plastic imperfection. And to use it is an exercise in breaking free from dependence on technology, precision, and uber sharpness. The slight softness of the images, uncontrollable vignetting, and peculiar light leaks create a partnership between you and your Holga. Hmm. Mr. Spock. Captain Klingons off the starboard bow. Again with the Klingons. Mr. Scott, give me full power. It's no good, Captain. I cannot reach the control panel. We have all this stuff to give away. Don't get pressure files, eh? Let's, you know, <laughs> enter it. So we got the Holga 120 TLR camera. Yeah. There'll be a picture of it soon in our Flickr group. Yeah. If you're not a yeah. member of... <laughs> See? If you're not a member of Flickr.com... You should be. Yeah, it's free. Do it. You could sign up. Shut it yeah. off the pot, see? And sure. then you could go into our group, which is called... Right. Film Photography Podcast, see? That's right. Yeah. So... Hold film, up, see? Filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Yo. If you want to enter the contest for the Holga 120 TLR... See? Send us an email. Tell, tell us just a little bit about who you are. See, you see... Yeah. Even if we know who you are. Yeah, no, don't just say, uh, I want the Holga, thanks, bye. <laughs> yeah, we still need to know, because when we dr- if we draw your name out, even though I may know you... We want, we want the rest of the film pod yeah. cast community to yeah, know you exactly. as well. So, this is up for grabs. We'll do the drawing. We'll do the drawing sometime in November. The optical, the, <laughs> the Holga 120 TLR twin lens camera... Uh, courtesy of... Look it up on the internet and see if you might want one, see? And then drop us a line, see? (laughs) For the fine folks at Freestyle. Yeah, Freestyle. Dwayne, do you have any uh, experience or anything you'd like to say about Freestyle? They were kind enough. Freestyle um, is just one of the last bastions of photographic sanity in the North American continent, as far as I'm concerned, because they still sell enlargers and they still sell film and they still sell paper. 
you know, and so many retail outlets and, and internet outlets for photography, you know, they just ditch something as soon as it looks like mm. it might go out of style and then they jump on the next bandwagon. Yeah, they don't care. It's no love. Well, you know, no love. It's just a business. And I get it. I get commerce. that. Some people got to do that. But freestyle, they just, you know, they still sell. They're in it, it for the love. They, they're in it for love. Show me some love. They're in it. Come over here, freestyle, and give me a hug. They're in it like we're in it because we love it. Next up is uh, a film giveaway, which is going to... What up? Is going to go hand-in-hand with a film processing giveaway. This is amazing. First talk about the film processing giveaway. This is really, really special. I mean special. Special. This is the giveaway show. Yes. Uh, Special. Spencer Eccles. So special. I got to have some of your attention. Give it to me. Because I'm going to make you see. You are a meathead. Uh, So special, I got to have some. Is this the Pretenders? Give it to me. Yes, Chrissy Hind. Okay. Spencer Eklund, he is the director of sport and event photography over at Sharp Photo and Portrait in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So Spencer sent us a letter. What I love about Gmail is that it gives you a heading, like it, it takes the header mm-hmm. and it makes it very book, very it makes it very big, like almost like a, a book chapter. Right. Inspiration and collaboration. Yes. And uh, he sends a letter on the Klingon homeworld. Spencer sends a letter to us and that he just loves the show and he, he works his fa- he works, you know, with his family at their photo lab. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to do a collaboration whereas they're going to give processing away. Cool. So I said, great. You know, we, we chatted on the phone in via email. And I said, well, Spencer, you know what? It's just got to be no strings attached, free form. Free, 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 free. And he came up with this, which I think is amazing. I have in my hand 10 certificates. Wow. And this certificate is good for, get this. One Free roll of processing of C41. C41. Black and white or cross-processed E6. That's taking E6 slide film and processing it in C41 chemistry. C41. (laughs) E6. 35 millimeter or 120. Wait, that's not all. One set of prints. Wait, that's not all. But there's more. And a high-resolution CD. Wow. High-resolution Deluxe. Ten. I have ten certificates for absolute free processing from Sharp Photo and Portrait. They're in Wisconsin. You will need to, of course, get your film to them. You need right. to mail your film to them. Shipping. Is yeah, not actually, the one caveat is you have to drive there. If <laughs> <laughs> a drive-through window, and no. Now, in order to make this very special, Dwayne, I went into my vault of film oh boy. in my fridge, and I pulled out. Check this out. I thought this would be a nice Kodak Ektar 25. I have a roll. I have 10 rolls to give away of Kodak Ektar 25 expired 1994. <laughs> so, Mike, let me uh, get this straight. Uh, not only are you doing the processing, but you're also giving the film away to be processed. Well, I thought to give away processing, if I have to mail the certificate, why not mail... Some film with it. A film, all from the same batch. Mm. And we're sending a model, <laughs> lights, a hairstylist, and a makeup artist to your house. And catering. And catering. Why not send a batch, all from the same batch, to make this a group 
project. Oh, great. Oh, my. First You're group project. Ideas. We're going to call this the Sharp Photo and Portrait Project. You don't have to shoot portraits. You don't have to shoot the Kodak Ektar and send it to Sharp. Hmm. You can send whatever film you want. Yeah. But I thought we'll do it as a group project. Should there be a theme? Are you? Are you, yes, the theme is Kodak Ektar 25. Are you familiar <laughs> okay. with this film? I used that film for maybe a couple years in the 90s, and I thought it was amazing. Amazing. Now this sharpest, finely, most finely detailed color film in 35mm I've ever seen. Wow. Well, it is. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a 25-speed film. Right. So it's, on, it's along the lines of like – I always looked at it as like the, the, film, the color negative film version of Kodachrome 25. Right. That's why I'm in love with it. Now, this is a batch that was told by the seller to me that has been cold stored, which means it should be perfect. But he's mm. in jail now, so who knows? So Ponzi what, scheme. What I'm, <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to test the film before I send it out to all of our listeners. By the way, our friend Joe Kolbeck picked up a camera. For, he gave this to me. He got this at a uh, flea market in Pennsylvania. Look at this. It's a Kodak Pony Two camera, <coughs> which is currently loaded with the Kodak Ektar film to do the film test for the processing giveaway. You following all this, John? Ah. <coughs> <laughs> what do you think of that lens, Dwayne? You always have comments about lenses. Yeah. What's your <laughs> lens comment? <laughs> what do you got to say about that lens? The lens says Kodak and a star lens, and I've never heard of it. <laughs> Well, I can tell you, Dwayne, that I've shot some Kodachrome film on that camera. The images are so sharp. Really? Hmm. The images are so amazing coming out of this 99-cent camera <laughs> purchased at a uh, flea market Crazy. known in the UK as a car boot sale. Crazy. Well, it's a Kodak Anastar lens, and from now on, I'm going to call it the Jennifer Aniston lens. Okay. I want, I want, I want one of these cameras. Dwayne, I have like 50 cameras floating around here. But but not not this the the Kodak Pony 2. You don't want the Pony 2. I do want the Pony 2. I'm going to go on the bay and see if I can get one. Why don't I get, you know, why don't we look for a Kodak if I find one? Mm-hmm. We'll pick it up. Cuz I don't currently own a 35 mm film camera. <laughs> so you would <laughs> Two and a quarter, yes. <laughs> Four by 5, yes, but not a 35 mm. So you would have so you would have fun shooting with something as old-timey as this? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Now, this has exposure value as opposed to f-stops. EV. EV. Which... Same thing, different name. Well, what happened is, because this was very confusing to me, because I almost flunked out of math. You can get a spot meter on the bay for very, very, very little money, or like an old Weston spot meter, you know? And, yeah. and this, they're EV values, and you can just yeah. use that. And oh, you, you match a little needle to the little... Uh, prong and all it reads out f stops and shutter speeds and stuff. Uh, i use the gossen luna, luna pro, pro f hmm. gossen luna pro f beta rich Botka. oh he was yeah. your uh the professor yeah. at your college told you that gossen luna pro f like he drilled it into your head if he didn't drill it into your head with words he'd use his fist <laughs> luna pro f uh so EV, exposure value, don't be scared, because I was. I went online, I used the Google. The Google. EV, the Google. EV chart. Yeah. So this has a the Kodak Pony 2 camera. <laughs> Want to see it, John? I've seen it. Oh. You've been taking pictures all day with it. It uh, it has a fixed shutter of 1 60th of a second. 
so with the EV chart, you find it's a chart. You find one sixtieth of a second. Then you trace your finger down to the, you know, it's like a grid to the exposure value, and that gives you your f-stop. So what I usually do is put a little piece of tape on here, and I tape over the EV with f-stop numbers. Ah. Because it's a heck of a lot easier. Don't you mm -hmm. think, Dwayne? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. It's if a little to, cheat sheet. I'm testing the Kodak Ektar film in this camera, and when I got this camera given to me by Joe Colbeck, it came with oh, look at the that. flash. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Yeah, this... I'll show you the guys. That looks this. ancient. This... I mean, look at that. I mean, it really looks like a Star Trek communicator, right? Yeah. Kirk to Enterprise. Kirk to Enterprise. So... This, Where does that plug in? This plugs in. It, it screws into the, the side, side of the Kodak that. Pony 2. It takes an what's known as an M2 flash bulb put in. And then I usually set the uh, EV to about 12, which is F8. It's F8. And Dwayne's about three feet away from me. Three and a half feet away from me. So that's the only way to focus it is through footage camera. Yeah. The, the, it has a very sharp lens and... Um, it just has the, the amount of feet on the on, okay. the on the lens. So I'm going to take a picture of Dwayne. Oh, listen to that crackle of that yes. flash. Oh! oh, oh. Ah, 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 oh. I can see it smoking from the here. The flash dude. is smoking, yes. Holy crap. I'm going to re rewind it to our next shot. Yeah, that would be one hot potato on your lap. Now, Ed. you can get these bulbs on the bay, ebay.com. You can still buy these things, Sylvania flash bulbs? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, how many of these did they make, Dwayne? I mean, gazillions. We're in the 2010s, and these bulbs haven't been used regularly since what? The early 70s, would you say? It's amazing. Uh, when did the autothyristor flashes really, really come into vogue? Like the 70s? Well, first, then they came the flash cubes. I mean, Honeywell, the, the the flash of choice in the 60s was the Honeywell Strobinar, and I love them. You know, I love them because what they do is they plug into a wall, and you can use them as a monolight. Interesting. Did you know that? Never heard of that. Those big Honeywell handlebar mashed potato masher flashes from right. the 1960s yep. have an AC socket in a cord. And you can Which buy... Like the, ones you, the old timey ones you see yeah. like in movies? They have like three bulbs they on have them? Like lead, I think they have lead acid batteries in them, which are long since no longer mm, usable. They're not tasty. Uh, but they plug into a wall and they still work. And they have a, a, a socket for an optical... Uh, Slave. On the side. John's taking a uh, photograph of me. Oh, oh man, that is bright. Blinding, you hear that thing it? crackle. Blinding. Oh, my God. Oh my God. The, the bulb just cracked. It's like, <laughs> why are these blue? It's like a that nuclear explosion contained in a tiny little bulb. Well, a lot of these auctions, oh, they come burn. in a lot, and it's like a mixed bag. Uh, some are like, M this is an M2B. I would guess that it has more of a, uh, you know. A bluish? Uh, like a sun, a blue. Oh, like sun, a, like uh, a daylight. Daylight. Yeah, balance to, balance it. to it. Where were these things made in the United States? Here you go. Here's the package. China. Up. May I have one more bulb out of there? Uh, it's before everything was made in China. Don't touch it. You'll create a hot spot with the oils from your finger. I mean, put that, put that, put that near the uh, microphone, the flash. No. Oh. No, so people can hear it. That okay. thing just like nuclear. It's a nuclear crackle. It's like. These were made in the USA. Yes. If that kind of energy was passed outside of that bulb, it would create a new universe. <laughs> so there you, you can have smell it. it too. The Kodak Pony 2 camera. And after shooting with it a little bit, you kind of start falling in love with the camera. 
I mean, I really like this camera. It's very unique. Reunite. No, that's not the key. There was. Reunite <laughs> and it feels so good. You're flat. <clears throat> what am I? Yeah. Reunited. I can't stress reunited, enough. Reunited and it feels. I'm still flat. A couple. I, of I can't stress enough the beauty of eBay, of going on eBay and purchasing a camera from the 1950s and making it your own. It's exciting. It is exciting. Because you're, uh, you're owning a piece of history there. A piece of history, and it's awesome, and it puts out a, a great picture. It becomes addictive, too. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I have a, a small camera collection that's growing rapidly. <laughs> small. But uh, I wouldn't call it small, dude, you have Mike. a museum. So, getting back to I'd the giveaway. I'd call this place the whole of cameras. I'm testing a roll of the uh, Kodak Ektar 25, because I don't want to give away turkey film. Right, turkey. I mean, I want this to be beautiful film that you're sending to what Sharp, a- Photo, and Portrait. In Wisconsin, right. Eau Claire, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. our good friend, Spencer. our new friend Spencer. What a guy. So I have 10 certificates in my hand. Filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Yo. Just send me an email saying you would like. And he has the, an FPP logo on it. Well, I sent him the FPP logo. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Spencer did the layout on this little coupon. Pretty nice. I mean, I have to tell you, this really warms my heart, this collaboration. Yeah, it's it cool. really does. In the header, put uh, sharp photo processing, and uh, just tell us once again, tell us a little bit about yourself. What camera you're going to be using? Yeah, have you used such a low ASA before? Mm. You know, this is fall, fall, and you have some beautiful colors out there. Yeah, and this is a perfect time, and the perfect film to capture this perfect time in Eau Claire. I've been so, to Wisconsin. Have you been to Wisconsin? Yes. I have not been to Wisconsin. No, we were there. Oh, yeah. We, yes, we, we did. We camping there. Yes, we did. It'd be funny if we were in this guy's backyard. <laughs> You'd be like, here are those jerks we, that were uh, howling all night. In the 90s, we drove through Wisconsin and did some camping there. Next up. Well, the giveaways keep coming. I feel like we're on like a telethon. Yeah, huh? You know. Well, well the thing is, everyone out there is so responsive to our show that people are sending us stuff to give away. It's, it's become a, a community. You've created something that has a mind of its own now. Yes. It just is rolling along. It's organic. As a matter of fact, a gentleman by the and name tasty. of... A gentleman by the name of Michael on the uh, Film Photography Podcast group in Flickr, he started a print exchange thread. Oh. Yes. What's that all about? Did you contribute to print, Mike? I did. What happens is you go into the thread and you say, I want to contribute. And what he does is he takes everyone's name jumbles it up, and he assigns, he says, okay, you send a print to this guy. Mm-hmm. You send a print to that gal. So everybody donates a print, everybody gets a print. That's right. And that's pretty cool. Very unusual. There's no theme attached to it. You just send what you'd like to send to someone. Just a 3 by 5 print? Or? Uh, I think the sizes are anywhere from a Polaroid, a Polaroid original up mm. to 8 by 10 Oh, yeah. you can't send them like a 16 by 20 matted and framed. I mean, that's no, they, way over the top. That's way over the top. A poster. But what's great about it is that it's exclusive to Film Photography Podcast listeners, Mm. which is great. We have our own little universe now. Have you heard of Photo Shelter or Picasa? I really want to do the Flickr thing. I really, I've been, I've been. You've gotten me so addicted to Flickr, Mike. I can't even tell you. you I, go to Flickr? I, I go to Flickr every day. But you're now. not in. You're not joined. I know I'm not joined. What do you like about Flickr? Well, I, I, I like the fact that. There are so many photos on there that you could enter into the search engine the most esoteric, <laughs> unheard of thing. And I'm thinking, nobody took a picture of this. Nobody took a picture 
of I'll enter some because I love Utah. I'll enter some obscure canyon name, and I'm like nobody went to this place and took a picture. And there, there are like 387 ah. photos of it by 200 different people, that's and that's what blows me away. So if you devote your energies as a photographer to working on a particular project, the great thing about Flickr is you can see if anybody else did it. Did they do great work? Did they do crappy work? Did they do black and white work? Did they do color work? Did someone devote a tremendous amount of energy to a project and you think, oh, okay, that's a different take than I was going to do. Or this guy's doing exactly what I wanted to do. This is amazing. You know, you could see what other people have done. You know, I like the fact there are so many, some people get like intimidated by how many, fo- you know, look at, we've got 8,000 uploads in the past 10 seconds. You're but, absolutely right. If you, but na- I like that. If you narrow it down to something you're looking for or a particular camera, mm. film stock, you'll be blown away. And right. I can't tell you how helpful Flickr has been. Like, for example, the Kodak Pony 2. I want to know who else shot with it, and mm-hmm. what their images look like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also, there are people who post images of the actual camera and give away specs, like this camera is 1 60th of a second. Like, I needed to know that. Right. This is uh, re- relatable in kind of a sideways kind of way. I know this guy. He's, he's a really good writer, and he, and he researches projects for like six months, then he'll write an article on it. And he's been published like in the Wall Street Journal. And he, he, he spent forever writing about this church, and then he, he spent six months of his life working on this piece, submitted it, and they said, you know, we just published a piece on a church. Like, just we, we can't use it. And I'm thinking, Horrible. you know what? It's so great to have a flicker so that if you really are thinking of, of working on something, to the degree that maybe you want to have a gallery show or maybe you want to sell mm-hmm. this body of work, you can – I don't want to use the word competition, but you can in essence you – can, you can find out if somebody else did it already. Mm-hmm. You know, not that you shouldn't do something that somebody else already did, but it gives you a really, really strong handle on what other people are doing subject-wise, genre-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you really want to – say someone wants to do a book project. Oh, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know, some river somewhere. Or Colorado you, River. Yeah, Colorado River. Well, you can find out, did somebody already do it? So really, is it – other than just for the love of doing it, if right. you're looking at it from a commerce point of view, is it worth your time – devoting it to that to that given thing so, so that's what i like about it i mean you can just you can find out who else is shooting what you are and right. it gives you a, it kind of, it can kind of guide you into uh it can be inspirational you know if this person's really really good it raises the bar and you're like oh man i'm really gonna have to work hard to get to that level absolutely or if everybody else kind of shot something and you think that they were you know not particularly good photos you go okay maybe i'm doing something that's kind of exclusive Right. So I think I think it gives you. You could be pleased with yourself, saying, yes, "I'm doing a good job." I'm doing a good exactly, exactly. Way to go. What were you, what were you asking? Twain? There were so many different sites besides Flickr. There's like Picasa, and there's Photo Shelter. I don't know. They don't do it for me. I've never been to them. What do they? Um, they don't do. The only other photo site I was on, which I didn't care for, but you know, it suits. It, it depends what your needs are. Mm-hmm. Was Photo Bucket. And for a while, photo it, bucket. For a I while, photo bucket. But I use photo bucket like to store if, stuff and it, to it, yeah, it lets you insert an image into the text of a post on another website, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You go to photo bucket. You you, you enter, you copy and paste, and you know then you can post a text right. on another website, and there's a nice big picture there. But I, it, it isn't that isn't a, it isn't a flicker though. Oh, on my page I have the China girl from 1970. Keep going. Ah, there it is. I uh, so I was inspired by Ludwig West. If you look at this shot really quick, Dwayne, 
It is. Uh, what do you think of that, John? It's very interesting. Very good use of the uh, Impossible film. You took that? Yes. What do I call it? He doesn't remember forever. Where'd you get the little stick figure or little model? What is the, that, Ken? The model is Oscar Goldman doll. Oh, no. Sh- from no the American show The Six Million Dollar Man. Wow. And I was inspired by Ludwig West's impossible images. It's Pink Floyd-esque to me. Oh, really? I think if you lit him on fire, maybe. <laughs> <clears throat> now, I, what I liked about Ludwig's images were you could tell... If it was a Human real person or action figure, or action figure, you could tell that's an action figure. And many of them were wide, and mm-hmm. it, his images sort of reminded me like the silhouette shot from The Exorcist, the famous mm-hmm. shot with right. the light lamppost and priest outside with a briefcase. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow, that's wow. Really, that's really, really, really cool, really cool, really cool. So Justin here at the studio, he has a doll collection, a action figure collection. And I said, hey, Justin, can you bring your your action figures in? I'd like to, you know, maybe shoot them in the studio. So they've been sitting here about a month, and one night it was really late. I was still working in the studio, and, you know, inspiration bit, and uh, I shot that doll. Nice. It's a, you did a very good job Thank of you. it. Thank you. Are there more shots of it, or is that the one you posted? Uh, that's it, I think. Very interesting. <laughs> Here's Joe with a mask on. Oh, that, do you remember that mask? What's yes, the legality do. of doing that? Of shooting the Oscar Goldman doll? Yeah, I've always thought it would be really, really funny. Because I, I, I've shot so many models, and I'm, I'm really good at retouching and cloning right. and things like that. If you took a Barbie doll and just, I don't know, say you made like a, I don't know, like like you just did a photo scenario using a, a doll, and you just Photoshopped it, and you made it funny, or you made it sexy, or you made it just I silly. I mean, is there is, no. there is there a copyright infringement involved with, with so. manipulating the image of that doll? I, I, I do not know. I think you're, you're creating, in my opinion, this is my opinion, I'm not a lawyer, uh, you're creating a new work. Mm-hmm. Of an image. You're not advertising as a Barbie doll. You're no. just taking a creative shot of it. John, what do you think? As long as you're not trying to make money off it. Yes. Oh, you can't sell. What if you want to make a book well, and sell a book? Well, in the I mean, case you, you of the image that I took, you don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know. Now we do. You don't know that that's the, well, Oscar Goldman doll put out by Kenner in 1977. The great plaid jacket he's wearing. By the way, there's a, there's a commercial on YouTube for that doll. Is there really? Yes, there is. Does it talk? It's a commercial. Yeah, but I'm saying, does the doll talk? No, that uh. does not talk. Kenner's new Oscar Goldman with exploding briefcase. I have a secret assignment for a six million dollar man. It's in my briefcase. Careful, if it's open wrong, it'll self-destruct. Check video scanner. Oscar will contact headquarters. Your order, Steve. Hey, we have to try and hit the briefcase. Look out, it'll blow apart. Arr! Oscar Goldman with exploding briefcase, six million dollar man and maskatron, each sold separately. Ask your Goldman. Steve, uh, we're going to have to... Giveaway. Did we talk about the Kodachrome photo walk? No, we no, didn't. No, we did not. We didn't? We should. Well, it's October 1st. Gentlemen, ladies, three less than three months to shoot Kodachrome. There are rumors flying in the internet, Dwayne, about Dwayne's photo extending the date. I don't think they got it. About a startup lab, you know, yeah. taking the old machinery and starting it up again. I don't have a good feeling about that. The Impossible guys are going to... Take the lab. <laughs> the Kodachrome Impossible, guys. Yeah, yeah. I feel that on December 30th. Goodbye. I think goodbye. I think I think it's... But I will say this. If you go on the eBay right now, the $15 per roll Kodachrome that I bought new <laughs> is now at $6 per roll. Yes. They're all they're clearly being sold by professionals yeah. in, in bulk packages. People know they got to get rid of it. Yeah, it's time for it to go. And the only opportunity... The only opportunities with this film after December 30th are, of course... 
to shoot the film and process it as black and white. Mm. And our friends over at uh, Blue Moon Camera and Machine in Oregon will gladly do that service for you. I'm not sure if Dwayne's uh, photo in Parsons, Kansas will do it. I'm not sure if our new friends at Sharp Photo and Portrait will do it. They should. They might. They might. I think I think it'll it'll go away for a while, but then it's going to come back. Yeah. So stock up now on your Kodachrome. Yeah, now's the time to shoot Kodachrome. There's a Kodachrome walk in Kleinsburg, Ontario on the 16th of October. Yeah. If you are in Canada or if you plan on going to Canada, in the Google, type... Or if you ever wanted to go to Canada, here's your reason to go. Type I, in, I love Canada. Type in Kodachrome Photo Walk, and it'll come right up in the Google. It is being orchestrated... By John Meadows, he's a film photography podcast listener, and uh, it's it sounds like a, a, it's a it's a great time to shoot Kodachrome. The Google. What better way to mark the passing of this legendary film than to shoot it one last time? A photo walk capturing the beautiful Kodachrome. fall oh, colors Kodachrome. in Kleinberg, Ontario, color. home to the McMichael Gallery and its renowned collection of Group of Seven art. Dwayne Polk, you just uh, took out a bunch of Kodachrome slides. And can I read something else? Yes. Depending on numbers, I can provide some Kodachrome at my cost and provide instructions on how to get it processed. I bought 14 rolls online so far at an average cost of $6.33. I will buy more if numbers warrant. So Grand Canyon get shots. in touch with John Meadows. John Meadows. His um, email is jgmeadows, M-E-A-D-O-W-S, at gmail.com I've oh, wait a minute yes? he's welcoming digital photographers yes of course <gasps> Blasphemy. how mighty yes how mighty nice or how about photographers how about digital photographers can come John but no chimping <laughs> chimping is extreme everybody has to put gaffer's tape on their uh, do you think that the film photographers shooting Kodachrome are going to like you know like nudging like, like accidentally <laughs> Hitting the digital photographers. I think there might be fisticuffs. And even if they do, they'd be like, I can still take 100 more shots. Well, you can only take 24. <laughs> I'm looking at Dwayne's Kodachromes that he brought in. I have a question, Dwayne. Brilliant. First of all, they're, they're, they're transparencies. They're in the cardboard Kodachrome slide holders. Mm-hmm. There's a stamp that says copyright Dwayne Polk yes. Where did you get that stamp? Um, where did I get it? I believe I went to a... Rubberstamps.com. Uh, a rubber stamp. I uh, went to a printing shop. Explain to them that I'm a photographer that sends out 35-millimeter mounted transparencies for stock consideration in calendars and stuff like that. I used to s- send a lot of chromes back in the 90s and 80s to the Sierra Club calendars and Audubon to try to get them published. You made dupes? Uh, no, I would send originals. I would, you would? I would, sh- I would shoot two or three of the yes. same. Yes, uh, They were always tripo- tripod mounted, so I would shoot three or four frames two or three frames of the same thing, so I would always have an original in my files. And I just had a, that's the stamp shop make, that printing shop make the rubber stamp. Is there any usage of Koken filters on any of these shots? The only filters on any of these is a polarizer. Okay. There's okay. not a single Koken filter, there's not a single split neutral density on any of these. Wow. And you're slowly starting to scan. Uh, Dwayne is on Facebook. I am on Facebook. Film photography podcast is on Facebook. Film photography podcast John is not on Facebook. No, I'm against it. <laughs> you started to post occasionally an image on the Facebook. Right. And uh, and I've had amazingly positive response from people that they, they love the landscape shots well, that I've done. Well, if you want my opinion, which you didn't ask for, my personal opinion, Dwayne, I feel that you're, you're hoarding your images. There's a whole world out there 
who would really appreciate like it. to see these images and appreciate them. And you're, I see, I see that you're slowly coming around, slowly opening the door and letting some light right. into the room. Yes, yes I am. Because that's a, that's I have to, uh, uh, you know, applaud, applaud. Applaud. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Applaud you, Dwayne. For, you're slowly, slowly loosening up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because maybe you realize, like I do. That you know what? Life is too short. Yeah, it's like I have all these images. Why not share them with the world? And you're so lucky to have shot. You have such a library of images. Of varying locations, too. Of varying locations and models. Uh, You probably have volumes, volumes of books in you. And I think, Dwayne, if you don't mind me saying, that like Pat Sansone, you just need to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that... I, I, I'm an overthinker, Mike. You've known me for 15 yeah. years. I overthink everything. And you yeah. overcomplicate things. And when you overcomplicate and you overthink things, you never start anything because you become intimidated that it won't be exactly like you want, and then you never get anything done. And right. I think you have to light... And I've learned, for personal reasons, over the past year, you've got to lighten up and do stuff. Yeah. Who cares if, you know, you just do it. You've got to become your own personal assistant. You can't stand in your own way. Right. Exactly. I stand in my own way. Well, you know what? Give yourself a theme and pick out 50 prints with that theme. And you could self-publish your book, and we'll sell it here. The blurb. Have you ever got a blurb? Blurb is an option to uh, publish, to basically print and sell your book. Mm-hmm. Because I have a, a publishing background with magazines, I tend to I tend to want to privatize it. And when I say that, I mean I tend to just want to go to a printer and print my own book mm-hmm. and have my own control over right. it. Yeah, well. And then decide where I'm going to put it. For example... I think, Dwayne, that if you published a book, by the time you did that, it might be best to just sell it through uh, you know, the Film Photography Podcast or through Amazon.com, mm-hmm. a uh, distributor like Ingram who handles books. There are other options besides Blurb, I think. Now, I, I, I'm not experienced enough with Blurb, but if there, certainly if there's anyone out there that has done Blurb books, please you know, do share your experiences with us. Filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. All right, and let us know it's available. Maybe other people would like to take a look at your stuff. Well, the thing with Blurb is that you, if you just want to publish one book, you have one book. I mean, with a, going and privatizing it, as you say, you've got to go to a publisher or a printer, and I'm sure they have a minimum run requirement. Yeah. So you're looking at, I mean, if you're someone that just wants to put together a book for the sake of having said that you did it, you could spend 30 bucks. Right. I mean, you, you upload the Blurb software, and you drop in the JPEGs, and you, you, you upload the file back to them, and you give them the money, and a, a month or so later, you have a bound book that looks pretty pretty darn good. Right. Uh, whereas if you're going to – got to go to Ingram, they, I'm sure you've got to negotiate distribution well, to, and publishing fees. You have to it's print a, your book it's and a, pay for it, pay for the 1,000 or 500 copies. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I think Pat's book is limited – I believe it's limited to 500 copies, but I could be wrong. It might be 1,000 copies. But it is a limited edition book, and I. So you, you're gonna have to have at least like ten, twelve grand to do it. He wrote this forward on my birthday. Oh, he did. Who wrote the forward? Pat Sansone. Oh, he did. Oh, I'm sorry, Nels Klein, his uh, bandmate. Oh, okay. And Wilco. Very nice. Really quick, I need to barrel through a few things. First of all, on the giveaways, as you know, filmphotographypodcast.gmail.com, Pat Sansone's 100 Polaroids, the Sharp Photo Processing, we'll be picking 10 winners. The, 10. The yeah, Holga, next month is going to be very exciting. The, the Holga 120 TLR. Now, I'm just going to give you a, a, a look into the future, the near future, because some other folks, friends of the Film Photography Podcast, have also donated. We're not making these available yet. But, you know, if, if you send an email about it or you really want this item, you know, you can send your email now. Ian Cook, 
in England, in the UK, he collects uh, Trip 35s, right. Olympus Trip 35s. Remember the one with the selenium? Yeah, the oh, yes. Photo yeah. sensor in the lens. It's a really awesome camera. It's, it's Sun, Sunlight sensor. It's a staple of a camera, a great camera to have with you all the time. Well, Ian sent us a <gasps> Trip 35. He did not. He did. He oh, did not. He did. Hey, to, cheers, mate. To give away with... A flash. All right, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> now, so next time we're going to talk, you know, that's the next giveaway. Also, our good friend Tony Kwong sent us a Fuji Instax 200 camera. <laughs> this is basically, Dwayne, the Fuji equivalent to a Polaroid 600. Uh, it's a wider, it's a bigger uh, picture. Mm. It sort of reminds me of a Polaroid 600 size. It's not as popular in the U.S., I think, as it is overseas. But nevertheless, it's an awesome instant camera. Films available everywhere. You can go to any camera store and buy the film. Great. Thanks, Tony. Tony. And Tony Kwong. Tony. And. And. <laughs> not this podcast, but soon. A box of books was donated to us. A box of books? Wow. A box of books. I'll get my hands on that. Like what? Okay, everyone. Like, uh, what kind of books? <laughs> Comic books? You guys want to know. I want to know. I want to know. Is that the know. box right there? Yeah. Of books? Dwayne is like, it's going to go pilfer. I got the list here. Uh-oh. Okay. He's going to go pilfer. Now, this was sent from Scott Webster. He's in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Minnetonka. Now, this is the type of, by the way, donations to FPP, much appreciated. Film, cameras that work, books, cash. Great. Filmphotographypodcast.com. Cars. Old cars. Yes, it just comes here, and we just spread it back around. The Essential Lighting Manual by Chris Weston. Mm. The Creative Photography Handbook, Lee Frost. By the way, everyone out there, I'm not necessarily sure that we're giving these away. I was thinking of putting them here on our FPP coffee table and to use the books as inspiration for new projects. Interesting. I think that's a good idea. Like, I think I want, I I just need the the books to kind of soak in Mm. for us to figure out what to do with it. Okay. For example. He's got three John Shaw books in there that are outstanding. Oh, yeah. You have close-ups in nature. Outstanding. Focus on nature. Outstanding. Nature Photographer's Pro Guide. Outstanding. John Shaw, Galen Rowell. Ernst Haas, probably some of the best 35mm film nature photographers on the planet Earth. And John Shaw is a very prolific publisher. And, uh, I mean, just practical, practical stuff in those books. This very is a, a, a substantial... But they're, they're no longer available, sadly, because... These are out of, what, these are out of print? No, I'm taking them with me. <laughs> I wouldn't... I would not. Yes, we're going to... Uh, I just want you to know, Scott, who donated these, Scott Webster, we're going to do something very constructive with these books. We don't know what, but... Uh, yeah. And we didn't even get to the books yet, so Scott... We're He's gonna, got an Ansel Adams book in there. We're going to read your letter next time. It's so awesome that you donated this. Thank you so much for doing Ansel that. I am I'm more excited about photo books than I am about cameras, which is good. You know, whatever whatever floats your not boat. not on the list. Which one? Oh, great. I could have... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, no, I, oh, that was a different box. Oh, I was, was looking it? in the wrong box. John's right. Yeah. Also... Given to us Get by, away from there. by our good friend Dan Domi, which, you know... He, Dan, does, he does the, uh, the the notes. No. Rob Nunn does the notes. Oh. Dan Domi does the website. John, who's our, our, who's our webmaster? Don Domi. Right? Dan Domi. Dan, sorry. Who's our, who's our webmaster? Rob Nunn. Oh, jeez. All right. Phil Judd. Cunning as a con man, shrewd as a liar. I went green.
Uh, Dan Domi, Dan is listening, thinking, oh, those guys. No, what he's they just thinking, the, that Fidelity. They're like, oh, what, the, what are those guys doing with the camera that I donated to them? Dan also donated a camera that's, I've kind of nicked. <gasps> but I, I sent Dan a letter saying, look, I'm not keeping the camera. I'm not keeping the camera. I'm just doing a little shooting with it. Mm-hmm. It's the Kiev My 6C. God, that thing is huge. Uh, check this out, Dwayne. Oh, oh my goodness. It looks like a um, DeLorean. <laughs> it's so s- yeah, something. It's this was considered a, a pro level camera when it was introduced. This is not like an intermediate <clears throat> camera or. A... Is that lens fixed? No, um, no, no, no. It's not a fixed lens. I was gonna say that's crazy. We can actually. It's loaded with 400 speed. 400 speed. Fuji film right now. 400. Yep, you can actually take a shot with it. Freaking 400 speed uh, film at 2.8, 60th of a second, Dwayne. Yo, you listening? City <laughs> two, John. Hey, oh, I want to sit down. It's got a, it's got a really awesome lens. This, uh, this is a Kiev. This is six by six. I believe so. Uh, you went oh 60th of that a second, is, 2.8. Dude, that is one of the weirdest looking. When you hold that up to your uh, eye, it is crazy looking. I have to take a picture. What's that, Dwayne? What's my phone? Oh, so you answer your phone now in the middle of the podcast, but whenever I call Dwayne, he never picks up. <laughs> How much do you think this weighs? Uh, really? That's a pretty hefty camera, like the Kiev. Seven, eight pounds. The Kiev, sake. by the way, is going to be a future giveaway. Got to focus wow. it up. Wow. Nice. Nice. The lens is still open. That's okay. No, it isn't open. Oh, really? It only shows you through when you cock it. No okay, cock it. Now check it out. Look at that, huh? That's pretty weird. Yeah. Now, where did you get this Kiev from? This Kiev was donated to FPP by Dan Domi. Oh, Dan donated that. Yes. He, he now, recently bought a Hasselblad. Okay. He uh, we Hold we emailed a few face. times on um, on sideways. No, turn the Facebook. Him. I want to see the camera sideways. He, oh, please tell us, Dwayne. Go ahead. So uh, Dan was asking me about Hasselblads and stuff like that, and uh, he told me he recently bought a Hasselblad kit. So I guess his medium format camera of choice went from uh, you know this unit that you're now holding to a Hasselblad. Which is a, a step up from this, but although this is an amazing camera, I mean the lens is, looks amazing and. So um, yeah, listen to I that lens. emailed uh, the shutter on that. Dan, thing. I said, Dan, can I just do a little shooting with this? Because I've never seen anything like this before. That lens, when you when it or the shutter when it opens, it's like. <laughs> I took a picture. I've never seen anything like this before, and uh, our that good, thing will shoot bullets. Our good friend Vlad, who's who's here at the studio, he translated all of the. Russian for us. Oh, oh that's yeah? amazing. Yeah, he translated it all. And uh, it's just a remarkable camera. So thank you, Dan. We didn't forget about you. And I didn't, like, you know, stash your camera somewhere in my personal bag. <laughs> the shipping so. on that's going to be like 100 bucks. It's very, very heavy. Yeah. So, so uh, thanks, Scott, for the books. We're going to be talking about that very, very soon. And uh, I just want to read one or two letters before we wrap it up. Uh, Dwayne, did you have a book of the month or no books? No books. Okay. Well, we have ton Next of books, one. Right? Yeah, 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 we, we have books. a whole box of them. Oh, real quick, from our friends over uh, in the UK, last time we uh, spoke about filmwasters.com. Do you guys remember? No. Yes. <laughs> I really don't. Film wasters, they have... The guys the, that just shoot, like, leave the lens cap on <laughs> and shoot rolls and rolls of film so with the lens of. cap on. 
this is a, a group of folks, and they have a podcast, and it's it's very it's sort of like the it's different. I mean, because we're, we're from Jersey, so we have our our Jersey spin to things. Oh, exactly. Uh, they're from the UK, but they're more international. Oi, they have there's five of them: Ed Edwin, Damian Rice, and me, Leon, Leon Taylor, Scory. How do you spell Damien? With S- an A or E? S-K-O-R-J. Because there's an artist whose name is Damien Rice. Damien, D-A-M-I-O-N, Rice. I-O-N. Damien. Damon. Damon Rice. Matt Damon Rice. Scourge, he's an Aussie in Japan. And Susan Whoa. Bernstein in Los Angeles. So right. Good day. They're, Hi. They're, multi- <laughs> <laughs> they're multi-international. And they do a podcast, and they also do a video podcast. Oh, wow. Is it a video podcast? I think it's a video and an audio podcast. And what I loved about it is they have like a kitchen, and they were doing they – were, they were taking the uh, Polaroid mm-hmm. – uh, Peel apart film? Peel apart film, and they were telling you what solutions to use to make the negative one a real negative. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, and it wasn't the Polaroid 665 negative no. film. So I need to pull that up. And you need to pull that one up. And a listener suggested them. I read their uh, information last podcast, and now I have an email from them thanking us. He's saying, Leon Taylor from Film Wasters here. I've just had a listen to your podcast and wanted to say thanks for the mention. Keep up the great work. It's a superb listen. And then I asked him about the name. I'm like, why Film Wasters? He said, we wanted to start a site to include all types of still photography that uses film rather than digital. We also didn't want to limit it to a certain type of genre like toy cameras, generic analog photography. You know, it's a, it's a little bit of everything. And he says, also, we're a bunch of wasters who like to shoot film, so it was quite an apt name, really. Now, when I thought of film wasters, I had to think of... You weren't my, putting the cultural spin on it. I had to think of... You're overthinking, Mike. <clears throat> you're overthinking. I thought about Jersey City, New Jersey... Me growing up and my Nana. Because as a kid growing up in the late 60s into the 1970s, there was no wasting of anything. So Nana was, if you were running the water... Stop wasting the water, Michael. Shut off the water, you're wasting it. If you turn a light on... Close that light, you're wasting. And when I had, as a kid, my 126 camera, I would take pictures and my Nana would be like... Don't waste the picture. There was no... Well, Nana was born in 1910. So she's a Depression-era so individual. So, basically, who, if you had stuff, you couldn't use it. Stop breathing so deeply. <laughs> if you You're taking up all the oxygen. If you had stuff, you couldn't use it. Stop talking. You're wasting words. So I could never shoot... I feel, I feel guilty about shooting pictures because if Nana or even my mom was there, you take family pictures... Like, don't take so many pictures. You're wasting it. Don't flush the toilet unless there's three peas in it. You're wasting water. So when I think of film wasters... You think of Nana. I think of Nana. And now I think of these uh, uh, so, yeah, men and women. They're wasters. I guess that's a cultural term in England of guys that are kind of like slackers. Maybe, yeah. You know, so many times I go on photo walks just you know around the block and I shoot the same... I shoot the same three hook- getting emotional. The same three hookers who were always in that corner. <laughs> I shoot the same imagery over and over. I mean, different cameras, different film stock. What is it, Groundhog Day? And I don't feel like I'm really wasting it because I think that over the course of time... Well, you're walking at different times of the day. Yes. Different times of the year. Yep. Yep. 
So you're documenting your your very boring existence. If you go to my yes, indeed. If you go to my photo stream, you will see that I've shot a lot of Butler Center, which is the building we're in. Mm -hmm. And you will see it's a is a very large brick building. It's huge from the late 1800s. And I will be on the roof of this building very soon. Right, right. right. If experience on Berlin. So you're gonna, you should do like a whole. Uh, you're gonna document this whole place. I'm gonna document this whole place. So when you're 90, people will be like, oh, Mr. Rasso, can you show us your pictures of the Butler Center? Get out of here! <laughs> Very quickly. Close the light. Our good friend Marcel Sheppers, he is in the Netherlands. He has a great Facebook portrait. Oh, he does? Yeah, it's him holding a camera. And it's black and white, and it's high contrast. It's really cool because he comments on my photos sometimes. Dwayne, I'm very proud of Dwayne. Listen to Dwayne. I'm reading off the name of an FPP listener, and Dwayne now knows who I'm talking about. Unlike John, who I've told the name of our webmaster about literally 100 times, and you still can't remember. Many, Phil of, these, many of these listeners are on Facebook, and I've learned that if you post. Ron like Judd. I said, I'm, I'm posting photos like a couple of weeks, and sometimes Phil people Judd. comment, and they go, oh, I like that, or I like 4x5, mm-hmm. I like color. Marcel says, if you guys ever decide to do a world tour visiting podcast listeners, please stop by. I'll be happy to have you as my guests and give you a non-tourist sightseeing tour around Amsterdam. Wouldn't that be – oh, my God. That would be so Amsterdam. awesome. Amsterdam. If the three of us can can plan a world tour, we would have the best oh my God. time ever. Oh, my God. It would be the best. I think we should start small. Well, we'll have to ask uh, ask him what the best time of year to go there is. Marcel, what is the best time of year for us to visit you in the Netherlands? And w- will you be taking us to the Impossible Project Factory? In the Netherlands, where the Impossible Project Factory is, I may have said this last time, but our good friend Ernest Clausen, he says that where they are, we kept saying Enschede, Enschela. It's Enschede. 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 Enschede, Netherlands is where the... Sounds like pig Latin. Enschede. 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 Thank you. Well, listen, this yep. has been an awesome, awesome show. Freaking awesome. Uh, awesome. I want to review very quickly a few very important things. Film photography podcast at gmail.com for our giveaways. The Sharp Photo Processing. We're giving away 10 processing certificates to process one roll of C41. Wow. C41. Black and white or... E6 processed as C41, which is known as cross-processing. E6. And if you're a (laughs) cross-dresser... Who cross-processes? You're in luck. You're so in luck. The Holga 120 TLR. Sweet. Donated by our friends at Freestyle Photographic. They're in Hollywood, California, right? They're in California. I don't know if they're in Hollywood. I took a trip into the back of my mind and I found Pat Sansone's new book, 100 Polaroids. Beautiful. With a Polaroid camera so you could look at Pat's pictures and then go out and shoot your own book. Isn't that great? Be funny funny if when I eventually meet Pat, if he greets me with like a punch to the face. Like, now there's a hundred Polaroid books out there, you jerk. No, people out there shooting. Yeah, now there are a hundred, one hundred Polaroid books out there. <laughs> what I like about his book is the fact that the Polaroids in the book are the, the same size as a Polaroid. They didn't enlarge them. Yeah. Yes. I, I love the That's fact cool. that there's an index in the back. Way to go. And there was a lot of love taken to uh, re- replicate the uh, shots. Yes. I'm sure we're missing a lot. 
Yeah. It seemed to went very fast, but if we do, we do. And Check us out on the Flickr, Flickr.com, Film Photography Podcast. We're on the Facebook. The hub is, of course, FilmPhotographyPodcast.com, where you can find the About Us, all of our links, how to donate to the show. Mm-hmm. Always drop us an email. Our email address is FilmPhotographyPodcast.gmail.com. Yo. It's been a fantastic show. Don't hate. And we're going to see you in two Weeks. I will not be here in two weeks. I got a thing. He disrespected the bean. I want to sit down. That, oh, you got a thing. I got a thing. John, you were watching Casino way too many times. Uh, I'm a newfound fan of that movie. You used, John used to hate I Casino. I hated that movie. Now I really like it. Got to say. We're going to go out with a... Just a... a, a Sharon's taste. Peak. We're gonna, yes, oh, we're yeah, gonna go out her. with a taste uh-huh. of Pat Sansone's music from his his band with John Sturrott. Sturrott, and it's from their new album. Actually, I don't know if it's on an album. It's a mm-hmm. download. It's it's in pre-order now. Oh, the album's in if pre-order you go to the now. Website. The... Yeah, uh, if you like the song, go to the Autumn Defense in the Google. I think it's theautumndefense.com. Mm, yeah, there's a link on the WilcoWorld.com yes. site. Yes. No, WilcoWorld.net. You're right. Yeah. Yes. So thanks, everybody, and we'll see you very soon. See you in uh, four weeks.